The Next to Nothing podcast is brought to you in part by our partnership with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is your one-stop shop for everything geek. Find discounted books, new and old games, and a variety of software. A portion of all purchases from Humble Bundle go to supporting a charity of your choice, like the American Red Cross, St. Jude's, Save the Children, and more. With $145 million raised so far, Humble Bundle is a great place to buy your games and help save the world. Use our affiliate link in the description of this podcast, and a portion of your purchase will not only go to a charity, but also help support the show. Visit HumbleBundle.com for more details. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey guys, what's happening? Oh, what's up? <laughs> we're still oh, like scrambling man. to get like uh, all of our like hosts out and stuff so I, I think we're good to go i think we're good to go yeah yeah <laughs> oh man awesome um <clears throat> let's just jump into it hello and welcome to next to nothing the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming i am your host danny k with me as always my partner in crime renditions hi, hi i'm ren <laughs> i'm bad at games <laughs> and stuff what's going on guys how you guys doing doing really really good uh and our special guest this week normal 225 hey how's it going what's up everyone so real quick normal go on ahead and tell the kind folks uh what you do some of the cool stuff you do and where they can find all that cool stuff sure so i am a variety streamer i specialize uh in shooter games survival games and such of that uh, such of that nature um you can find me on twitch uh normal 225 uh twitter as well normal plays games or is it game i think it's just game um you can also find me on youtube if you want i mean i don't really use youtube but yeah that's that's my plug <laughs> right on awesome um and as always if you guys are listening on the vod make sure uh i'm sorry if you're watching the vod or listening on spotify or something like that go on ahead and go to the description of the episode and find a link to his twitch channel if you guys are live in the channel right now i just give him a shout out and you can go on over there and pop him a follow uh so uh, i i just had my chat so i have my lights going off so people are in my chat changing the colors in my stream right now so if you see the colors they're literally in there trolling me right now <laughs> oh man i have i have the exact thing set up too so i'm just hoping secretly that like they don't find out that i do that too I'm really that as well. <laughs> oh man <laughs> i think i think the chat my chat's telling me that they're they're here to watch <laughs> It's like that scene. It's like uh, the first season of uh, Stranger Things. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Will? Will, is that you, honey? <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into the show, I wanted to do a quick plug for some awesome dudes. Um, we, put, we made a promo. Uh, if anyone that follows me and was in the creative stream knows I made a promo for the show and was starting to trade it around to some other... Um, podcast and there was a podcast that already has it on for us um they're awesome dudes they've given us a lot of love so i want to give a quick shout out to the guys over at budget arcade budget arcade uh go check out budget budget arcade there are three awesome dudes and uh there's scott jeff and elliot um and each week they take a free game to uh free to play game um in discuss it in length uh they talk about all the mechanics they talk about the paywalls they talk about the um you know 
how much fun they had with it, how much fun they didn't have with it, what they would like see changed, future patches and stuff like that. Uh, it's all stuff that they do over there at Budget Arcade. Um, it's perfect for what you guys want an actual in-depth discussion. I know we kind of kind of go over the general broad views. Um, we don't go nearly as in-depth as mm-hmm. them. So definitely go check it out. I'm going to go on ahead and post the Spotify link um, in the uh, chat right now. Um, you can find them on Pot. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. Seriously, go give them uh, a follow, give them a couple listens, and uh, tell them that we sent you guys. We really appreciate it. Um, so that's the big plug that I had. Um, uh, do we just want to get into uh, the games that we played? Sure. Yeah, I don't mind. Sure. By all means. Absolutely. Uh, Ren, do you want to go first or you want me to go? Uh, you can go ahead and go first. I don't mind. All right. Um, So I didn't really play much this week. Um, I did. I was kind of bored laying in bed. I didn't want to go to bed, uh, you know, on Sunday night, really, when I (laughs) went to go lay down. So I decided to scroll through and find uh, something to um, play around with that wasn't Raid Shadow Legends, Mm. Um, which I'm still playing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still playing a lot of Raid Shadow Legends. Um, oh my god! But I found a game called Inside. Um, at least I started playing with. The, I started playing the demo. I'm watching normal. <laughs> Normal's my, camera. My my camera is going <laughs> ballistic. Everyone, I guess my my stream is saying that they're here to to support me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is just fucking hilarious. Uh, it's it's the best distraction ever. It's like a little <laughs> toy. You know, you let them play with it, and they go yeah. nuts. So, <laughs> oh, uh, so. Inside is from the devs that created Limbo. Um, it's a 2D um, puzzle platformer. It's uh, got a really gorgeous, melancholic uh, aesthetic. Um, kind of a mid-century, post-World War II kind of um, aesthetic to it. Uh Let's see. So a lot of it, you're. It seems like you're playing a child, and you're hiding from like a group of people and some other uh, devious actors, uh, trying to run and you know not get caught or murdered. Actually, I mean it's very brutal. <laughs> get straight yeah. up murdered. Yeah. Get caught. Um, there's no combat, at least in the demo that I played. I'm assuming there's no combat in the game at all. Um, like I said, I played on mobile, which for those who don't know, I rock an uh, iPhone 10. Um, it uh, I'm trying to find a way to describe playing this game on mobile. I think finicky is the best way mm-hmm. to describe it. Finicky. Why, why is it finicky? So a part of it, uh, the control screen is mostly that you like touch the screen and like drag on the screen to control your movements. So part of it is like, you don't really have like the fine dexterous control like if you just hold it, you, like your character is going to run until it meets some sort of block, right? You just kind of slide and hold. And then as soon as you hit some sort of obstacle, your character just kind of stops or keeps running, whatever. Um, if you like want to jump, you kind of like pop like your finger up. And that part of it was like the difficult, like I need to jump. And like my finger like would just kind of like slide all the way up yeah and then mm-hmm. like you still have to run after you jump 
or you still have right. to move, especially if it's like something is chasing you. Right. So mm-hmm. I found I found like doing that was really difficult. Okay. Um, there's also like part of it where like if you have to interact with something, you almost have to click it and then like drag. Mm-hmm. So you you know you like try to like almost like click into it and then um interact with something and it was just very uh it was very odd feeling okay. to try to to try to control the character and interact with the uh environment mm-hmm. um this is definitely a game that and i looked it up after i played it it is available on um ios android it's on the nintendo switch it's on pc it's on ps4 and xbox one excuse mm-hmm. me um this game needs a controller of some sort. If yeah. you're someone who does like mobile gaming and you have a little, you know, like little Bluetooth controller or something else re- uh, that you can use, I definitely recommend doing it. I find, um, I would definitely say any, t- any controller would work. Keyboard and mouse would also be just fine as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, I mean, like readjusting it like the wrong time. There's like one section very early on. Actually, I think it's a section that we're watching right now. Yeah. Um, that the where you kind of needed like some finer control. That right. uh, like I I and it wasn't very hard. Like after the fourth try, I got it. But there was like a struggle there that yeah. was enough that made me really struggle to get you know with with the with the touch controls. Um, let's see. I had a note here. Um, yeah. So like, re- like I said, readjusting like your finger and trying to do that all at once could prove fatal in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the puzzles in the demo seem pretty easy. I'm not really a puzzle person, but I kind of figured it out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and when I read the plot, I felt like the demo kind of got me through quite a bit of the game. Like mm-hmm. elite, like it almost felt like a quarter of the game. I'm not sure, but okay. um, it's definitely uh, the the puzzles were kind of easy enough. So I'd say anyone that's a casual puzzle puzzle player will probably enjoy this game. Um, mm-hmm. I would say I'm a below <laughs> casual um, puzzle player. They're not really my thing, and I got through it fine. Um, yeah. at least the demo so the yeah. overall the the full experience i'm not sure i'm sure it probably gets more difficult um but um yeah like kind of like overall the the experience was good like i don't really have a lot of complaints other than just like the touch controls felt finicky i probably would have enjoyed it a lot more if i had played it on played the demo on pc or put it on like a switch or something like that mm-hmm. um I don't really think I'm going to make the purchase myself. Um, let me double check and see what it costs. I saw yeah, is someone the price say different between like the, uh, the mobile apps versus like a desktop version, for example. Yeah. Um, let me double check and see what the f- full price of inside is. If I now, so the way it does it is it's an in-app per uh, purchase. So okay. you can install it free. And then, um, so it doesn't actually have a, a, a listing, a paid listing on uh, right. iOS store. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I saw it for about seven dollars. I think I saw six ninety nine somewhere when I was yeah, doing a little bit of research on it. Buy game option, yeah, seven dollars. Okay, so it's six dollars, six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so and it looks like it's been free uh actually budget arcade uh scott is in the uh chat and he's saying it was uh free on xbox last month uh mm-hmm. game on gold um so yeah on mobile i do not really recommend unless you have already played the game and really like it and you just kind of you know want to have it there on mobile um yeah i think if you're going to experience it uh get it on xbox one or ps4 yeah um you know some of those other some other platforms where you have a little bit more control um unless mm. you have like, unless you have like some sort of bluetooth controller that you can yeah. use the game uh, does definitely look like it's um what was the original game of this the developers uh, uh, yeah limbo? the original developers limbo. made limbo yeah i and- i loved that game that game was a lot of fun when i was playing <laughs> it and i remember i was this is back in 2000 i think it was 12. i played mm-hmm. it on my my macbook and i was just i played the crap out of it and i just loved it so it does look interesting it does pique my interest to, to actually consider buying it i probably won't buy it for mobile but probably for uh yeah for the pc or something like that yeah and i feel like this is one area where they really excel at and i'm really glad that they kind of stick to their niche on it where it's very much yeah. an mm-hmm. atmospheric platformer like that's basically all they do as a matter of fact when i was checking out the price for uh, this i also found out limbo as well was on mobile which i was oh. kind of surprised about because i don't really one i probably would really not recommend limbo on mobile if you would yeah. recommend this i really would not recommend limbo because that's much more platformer focused i've seen yeah a while back i saw the entire like playthrough of this game a while ago when it was super popular um it's really good in terms of like uh just an atmospheric title um but that being said, this one also has significantly less platformer elements than something like Limbo does. And uh, I don't know. I, I really, really appreciate the like amount of detail that they put into their art style. I'm always oh, really, yeah. really impressed by that in particular. Oh, yeah. Because it's not necessarily like they're trying to fit into anything in particular. Like, for example, Limbo, for those who don't know, is basically just a black and white game. Like, it's a very, yeah. like very dark game and like through like that black and white like aesthetic that they use they also use very very dark like just underlying tones in the first place you'll find people like hanging just from like ropes and nooses you'll find like demon spiders just murdering everything people will die to like bear traps and like overall it's a really cool experience it's super dope but uh but yeah this one's a little bit more like I would say the other one's much more horror. This one's very much like almost to the like the degree of like it's a conspiracy. What the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? Like yeah. what exactly yeah. is happening? And I don't mm. know. I, I really appreciate that. I would definitely like if you're playing a platformer on mobile, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> that, yeah. That's what I would say. <laughs> I was, I was to be honest. Say that too. Yeah. But uh, but honestly, I could see this being fantastic on any other platform whatsoever. Um, and I can't really expect anybody to have a Bluetooth controller because, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Just for me, I've never been the kind of person that's really particularly care about mobile games. That's why I was so surprised when you said that that you like played this on mobile because I've known this from like the PC version, the Xbox version. Mm -hmm. So when you're just like, oh yeah, I played this game on Android, I played the demo. I was like, what? (laughs) Wait, hold on, what's going on there? I don't know. Definitely, it's definitely a really unique experience, though. It's something mm-hmm. like if you're the kind of person that is willing to watch a playthrough of it, you could probably get away with just that. But that being said, you're probably missing out on just like the sheer gameplay experience of it as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that's basically my uh, my stance on this one personally. 
really phenomenal art style. The gameplay is simple, but not necessarily a bad thing. Like, simple yeah. isn't bad, really. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend checking it out at least, like bare minimum. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely will be. Um, and I just out of like sheer curiosity, I kind, I took a quick moment to look at uh, mobile controllers, like Bluetooth controllers. Mm-hmm. The one, the Amazon, Amazon's choice, um, is ten dollars, and it's one that like you sit your phone into. Okay. And it basically it's just like it's like uh you you set your phone into like the device and then like you hold hold it. So you still have you don't actually have any buttons, it just gives you grips on the bottom of your phone. Oh <laughs> for oh, no. ten dollars, basically uh <laughs> um yeah, some of them I'm looking at like actually have like uh buttons and stuff, but mm-hmm. um yeah, it does not look like any of these would be a worthwhile purchase yeah. unless you're like really, really into. Yeah, if you're that avid mobile like gamer, like yeah. you're that hardcore mobile gamer. Yeah. <laughs> there's well, one. Maybe. But there's, maybe. One, there's, uh, there's one that I'm seeing here that has a cooling fan. Oh, jeez. <laughs> for $11. There's, there's one that I'm seeing that looks like an Xbox controller. So now I'm looking at ones that are like $30, $40. But there's one that mm-hmm. looks like an Xbox like Pro controller or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of picking back off of like mobile gaming, who knows? Maybe the next 10, 20 years, that could be the, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The go-to. We're trying to have phones that, you know, are, you know, are do everything so we could be getting rid of our desktop sometime soon who knows <laughs> yeah well i think i mean it's interesting to see what might happen with apple arcade and google stadia yes mm-hmm. for what can happen with mobile gaming um yeah. if you know because the stadia controller will work with the with your i uh, android and ios devices i think any basically anything with chrome uh stadia is going to be available on and so it's interesting just because that the controller doesn't really, it, I guess it can operate in two different ways that, but the intended purpose is that the controller itself connects to the stadia, um, to the stadia server and you operate it there. Mm-hmm. So that the input latency is supposed to be less instead of it going from the, you know, the controller to the device, to the server, to back again, it's just going from the controller to the server yeah. and you're seeing the res- the results of that on the device. Yep. Um, right. So that's going to be that's going to be an interesting thing to see. Yeah. So I think Nv- Nvidia is doing something similar to that as well, um mm-hmm. where basically you can be playing on your PC and then if you have to go, you can continue saying like a play, you know, PUBG but the the desktop version on your phone while you're going out and using uh, like a, a Bluetooth controller or something of that sort. Yeah. So that could be the future. That that's probably going to be the future. And yeah. we've had we've had a guest uh talk about that. Uh that was back in November of last year, so almost a year ago. Oh wow. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh OG Future. I'm going to actually share that link um if anyone is curious. Um that was uh he talked about playing with that Nvidia um system. Um 
but kind of dragging us back to uh, the topic. <laughs> the inside, um, probably not great for mobile unless, mm-hmm. like I said, unless you've already played it and you just want to have it on mobile, you know, you want it on the iPad or something like that. So if you, you know, you're going on a trip or something like that. Um, otherwise, I think if you're if you're a fan of puzzle platformers, pick it up on any of your consoles, you know, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PS. <laughs> Excuse me, PS4, and then uh, pick it up on uh, PC yeah. as well. Excuse and, me. And honestly, it might not even be that bad on iPad or something like something like that, where yeah. you have just such yeah. a large amount of screen space where you can mm-hmm. really like have control versus something yeah. like an actual phone. So if you're yeah. playing on something mm-hmm. like an iPad, maybe give it more of a consideration, at least try the demo out. But honestly, yeah. when yeah. it comes to something along the lines of like a tiny phone screen... Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't recommend it personally. Like, you'd be missing yeah. out on a lot of detail anyway. Like, that's the way I see it, is there's a lot of, like, mm-hmm. little tiny details, and then just putting it, like, on such a smaller device, you're probably going to miss out on things that you were, like, really going to appreciate when you're playing it. So... I agree. Yeah. that That's basically my stance on it. If you have an iPad, mm-hmm. maybe. If you're using yeah. a phone, I, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is just I a agree. no. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that's really all the thoughts I have on inside. Um, it was fun. You know, it was, it got me through, uh, it got me through my like little lull of boredom that I didn't want to uh, sleep through yet. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's inside. Um, Ren. Yeah. So I've been playing starting like super recently. I've only played like, I want to say about four hours of it, but I've actually been trying out kingdom come deliverance. And for those who don't know what it is, it's basically an open world RPG. That's like the initial, like that's the basis of what it is. But I would say the very first thing, more than anything I'd say about it, is probably the sheer amount of depth that they put into everything. Is mm. um, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Um, you start out playing the game. Um, let me pull it up here real quick. But uh, you start out playing the game, and you're basically just a, a peasant. You're a peasant that works for your father. And uh, here, father's a swordsmith. And you're basically, at the start, you're just trying to gather supplies to help your dad. And I, I can't really sum it up more than uh, you uh, you actually feel how horrible you are as a, like, as a person. <laughs> like, in terms of sheer, like, combat prowess, you have none. You have absolutely zero. Um, one of the first things that it tries to get you to do immediately is... Um, since your father's a swordsmith, um, he's lending out some tools to, like, the local town drunkard. I don't know why. Don't get me wrong. Stupid idea. But he, he lends it out to the local town drunkard, and you're supposed to go retrieve, like, either the tools or the money. You're supposed to get one or the other. And uh, you go over to go, like, talk to him and just be like, hey, I need my money back. And then it turns into, like, a fight. And the first thing I noticed immediately before the fight even starts is the sheer amount of tutorial dialogue and it just threw up my face was like <laughs> left left click is for like a special jab, which is like really fast, but it doesn't do a lot of damage. Then right is for like an uppercut, like really knock him off of his feet. And then you can kick him and you can deflect and you can like dodge and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting here like I I can left click at him like I know that much. <laughs> I could do that pretty well. Um, and I lost. I completely lost the fight to the town drunkard, which was really disappointing to be honest with you, because, like, he can barely stand, he can barely walk around, you're just like, this is gonna be nothing, cakewalk, and then he just demolishes you outright, <laughs> like, 
you're knocked out, passed on the ground, and you actually have to go back to your mom, and you're you just basically complain to your mother like he beat me up. Can you fix me? And she's like, okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> and like this is the standard thing that just sort of happens, and like that really set the tone for what I've played so far. Is just like you start out feeling insignificant at best like you feel Mm -mm. very weak and honestly that's not necessarily a bad thing to have it makes a lot things more like much more um impactful as a situation versus saying something like skyrim right where like Mm -hmm. even in an unarmed fight when you go into a bar to do a 1v1 brawl against somebody you can quite literally just spam the attack button and they won't fight back like that's just it you win that that's basically how it goes (laughs) this one like, you have to worry about this man, like, trying to deflect your moves, pulling you in for, like, a grapple and just chucking you to the ground. And you're just like, what is going on? I don't know what's happening. So, I don't know. That That's the immediate first thing that I'd have to say is, like, the sheer amount of depth to everything. Um, I've, I've gotten, like I said, about three hours in, not super far. Apparently, I'm not even through the intro stage. Like, I'm not oh, actually geez. done with the base intro of the game. Um, I apparently the intro where it actually starts up the opening credits is about four hours in. So I'm I'm sitting over here like I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing okay. I almost got arrested by a guard because I didn't have a torch out at night because that's illegal. Like you can't just walk around at night without a torch because people are going to think you're a thief and or a mugger trying to like start ish. And so I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Please don't arrest me. Spare me. Um, (laughs) And like, because I'm still, I'm still weak. Um, one of the very first things that happens, and it's not really too much of a spoiler, but it's basically the entire presentation of how the game starts is um, mm-hmm. after you like after you help your father, um, your your village out of nowhere gets raided. There's no warning. There's no anything. You just see on the horizon. There's fires, and then you just see a giant army, like an army that doesn't make any sort of sense for raiding a village of this size like it is you're you're maybe a village of maybe like 30 people this is an army of about 200 that are just here to annihilate you and also apparently this game while i don't really know too much about the history of it is actually based on real history of um Mm. i i believe it's uh croatia i believe i could be totally wrong on that one but it's based on some actual realistic form of history um so essentially your village gets raided and ev- like almost everybody dies. Um unfortunately your parents get killed. I know little bit of a spoiler but honestly not really. It happens really really shortly. Um but like the sheer impact that it has on the character is very impressive. And I guess that's another thing I should kind of like out of nowhere tangent onto is like the the voice acting is so good. Like, it is honestly phenomenal. I was really impressed. It sounds much more like a really, really solid AAA title more than anything. So, like, I gave it full props on that. The facial animations at times aren't super amazing, but I think that's really just highlighted based on how good the voice acting is. I think I think that's honestly the issue right there, which isn't even really so much of an issue if you think about it. But um, everybody carries their voice very well. I think I've only ran into maybe one person that's kind of a little iffy, but not really. Um, but you can you can feel the sheer amount of impact in everybody's tones, and it kind of just helps build them up as a character. So when this sort of situation happens where 
the entire village where like you haven't even spent that much long in it, but you're already feeling connections to characters, and then it's just thrown away. And you're a peasant, you can't fight back. Like, there's hordes of enemies coming after you while you're trying to get to safety. And this is pretty instantaneous. Like, this is pretty soon into the game. I died about three times, like, at the start, just trying to run away because I can't run away good enough. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it, it basically puts you on this, like, stance of you're very weak. You should not. This is not like your standard RPG where you're the hero. That's not at all what it's about. It's about you building up to something bigger. And like, I really, I really found that to be something really impressive. And that's not something a lot of games at all do. Because a lot of characters, like, a lot of games just want to make you feel strong. Because power fantasies are relatively easy. Like, mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, Skyrim just spamming fireballs feels great. But like, you're just spamming fireballs. There's not a whole yeah. lot to it in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Um, but like, just feeling... Uh, Feeling confident about, like, your gameplay in this is so much more, like, impressive than feeling confident in your gameplay in something like a Skyrim or even to a degree The Witcher. Witcher, I would say, has a lot more, like, it's a lot more in-depth in terms of its combat versus something like Skyrim, but this takes it to a whole nother level. Um, since this is based on, like, historical means, there's no real magic or anything like that. It's nothing, it's not fantasy, but... Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I found it to be a blast. I found it to be super cool, super fun, and really like enthralling. It has immersion nailed to a T on most things. On most things, I'll get to like the issues in a second. But uh, but yeah, basically the three hours flew on by, and it felt much more like I was almost playing a movie. Like it, it felt like I was actively playing a movie without it really guiding me like on a purely linear stance so far and the game is still relatively linear at this point but not mm -hmm. to like the insane degree of something like inside where obviously it's a platformer it's meant to be linear like that's yeah. that's the point but um but yeah i don't know that, that was the first thing that i really like grabbed onto um i i it keeps teaching me newer and newer mechanics like almost to the point where i'm almost not ready for it so mm -hmm. At the start, you, you're trying to learn unarmed combat. You're trying to learn sword combat. You're trying to learn haggling. You're trying to learn, like, talking to people in a way where they don't hate you. And, like, all of these sorts of things. At a point, I'm supposed to learn how to actually read. Your character doesn't know how to read at the start of the game, and you have to actively learn it. And that's mm. that's in itself is like, what is happening? Like, what is going on here? That is um, an interesting concept. That is an absolutely yeah. interesting concept. <laughs> exactly. There's there's a lot of things that like no other game would really throw at you because they're afraid of like you as the player either not understanding or giving up too easily. And so I really give it like credit on that front where it's like it's not afraid to make you look like an idiot. As a matter of fact, it's really trying to initially to just really focus that. So, I don't know. That's been the case. In three hours, I still feel like a moron. I, I ate, like, a bunch of food because my brain was just like, I need to heal. I need to eat food. I ate so much food, I overate. I have a little piggy icon at the bottom of my screen, and, like, half the time <laughs> when I'm walking down the street, I'm, like, almost passing out from just, <laughs> like, sheer over, like, eating. And I'm just sitting here like, I'm just such an idiot. Okay, whatever. We're learning. This is fine. Um, that being said, as like a streamer in particular, this isn't something I would ever stream immediately. There's so much that it throws at you at the start that like 
it if you miss something you're going to notice like you're going to notice you missed something and then everything else from there on out is going to feel worse and as a matter of fact in this little scene that you can see right now this is meant to look kind of like signify how amazing your character is where like one of the generals is really like he just chops a fine line into the stick and then you're like i can barely hit it i can barely even <laughs> lift the sword in its own right so I don't know. I, I found it to be really phenomenal in that regard. I, I like when a game doesn't just handhold me to like feeling like a god rather than just being like, you made a mistake. You're going to learn from it. And the nice yeah. thing, too, is about like, I, I know I'm going on for a bit, but uh, the the fail states aren't necessarily fail states. When I lost the fight with the uh, town drunkard, I didn't like I couldn't go reset it. I couldn't go reset it and then try it again. Rather, I had to figure out another method to get the items. And then there were a couple of methods. I could either, like, go into his house, try to steal it with a lockpick from my friend that I borrowed. Or I could go to my group of friends and, like, go basically throw crap at this guy's house because he's talking ish about the king. And, like, <laughs> and my entire, like, group is like, we can't have that. So you're throwing poop at this guy's house and you have to run away from the guards and uh, basically, in exchange for that, you're all like, hey, help me go beat up this guy so I can get my stuff back. And it's like, OK, great. Awesome. And the sheer amount of like a tiny village, there's a lot of little things going on, which was all in general really impressive. Half the time I had to go wash my face in a trough because I was covered in blood and people wouldn't <laughs> talk to me. Like people would just be like, you're gross. Go take a bath. And it's like. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. In general, I really, really liked it. I appreciate the sheer amount of depth and just in general, the sheer amount of like not holding your hand is really important to me. I, I don't like that in every game ever. I don't want to be like, I'm the god of every story of all time because power fantasies get old after a while. Realistically yeah. speaking, like. I can feel like a legend in like Witcher and granted you kind of earn it, but like in something like an Elder Scrolls game, it just sort of like it loses its meaning after a certain point, even to the degree when like when you restart a character, you still feel really strong in comparison to anybody else. And I feel like that's a very th like big thing to note. So I don't know. I, I like the fact that you're you're learning yourself rather than like your character is just learning. And like, oh, my character is now a god. The end. It's more like, no, I actually know how to fight proficiently. I can effectively fight somebody. I still haven't even learned how to beat somebody up. I'm still at the <laughs> stage where I'm getting like my ass kicked a good 70% of the time. But uh, but yeah, that's the fun part of it. I don't know. That's that's basically my stance on it. I got it out of a humble monthly um, for like 12 bucks. I want to say last month super worth it it was something i was really looking into in the first place but at the same time i was also kind of hesitant on it because mm -hmm. there's a lot of bugs that's that's yeah. where i'm starting to get into it the thing is i haven't noticed gameplay bugs but i have noticed a hilarious amount of like cinematic bugs to the degree yeah. where uh after after you run away from like this village getting burnt to the ground um you're basically greeted by like the I, I want to say the queen. It's not really a queen, but basically, like, the lady of the next village. Um, you're greeted by her in your room, and my character glitched out. He's supposed to be wounded on a bed, 
and like sitting upright. He's like sitting right next to her in the middle of the air, like talking right in her face. And I just was like, what is going on? It's meant to be like this really like really somber note. But I couldn't stop laughing about like how obscenely close they were. And he was just all like, everybody is dead. It was like right in her face. And she's like, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> could you move, please? I don't know. I, I, there, was, there was situations like that. But realistically, I haven't found anything gameplay breaking. There has been many moments where I'm like, I think it's busted. I can't move. I can't do anything like that. I've seen videos of like certain characters just supermanning into the sky. But to my knowledge, those are all from like back when it was starting to get released and not like soon like after that. Um, and I believe this is one of the first games that they've ever made. So props to them for making such like a really in-depth game as one of their first titles. And I I get it. Like, I understand why there'd be so many bugs if this is your yeah. first title to make. Like, making an open-world RPG isn't easy. Let alone mm -hmm. making an open-world RPG with the much like as much depth as this one has cannot be, like, that simple. There's no way. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'd be wary of bugs, but I wouldn't let them deter you. That That's basically my stance on it so far. Yeah. But, but, yeah, if you guys have any questions, feel free to ask. Um, well, I guess my first thing real quick is you mentioned that it takes place in a historical like space. Yes. Let's cue the let's cue the History Channel music. <laughs> kingdom Come to <laughs> takes place in the early 15th century in the Kingdom of Bohemia, part of the lands of Bohemia, part of the lands of the Bohemian Crown and the Holy Roman Empire in what is now the Czech Republic. The accessible area of the game is located in the region between Sassau and Rate. The other real world settlements in the town include or in in the game include Sabrina, Scalis, Sazva, Ledeco, Sazva <laughs> Monastery, Telmbert Castle, Sambesi, Uzik, and Nove Dvor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I I don't speak any German, Czech, or any of the uh, Balkan languages. Um, so hopefully my pronunciations were um, even in the neighborhood. That was just something I wanted to include there. Um, <laughs> normal. Uh, what's your experience with this game, Any? I I don't have much. Like I said, I I mean, what I, I said before the stream is that I was I've watched people play it, and um, I, I get the sense that a lot of people ch was cho were choosing between getting this game or um, what is it called? Uh, Mordow. Mm -hmm. And everyone, everyone that I've talked to has gotten uh, Kingdom Come, whereas I went the route of Mordow because I like kind of a stab them, no storyline. I just want to chop heads off kind of ordeal. But um, from, from what I've seen, a lot of people have really liked the game and have, have thoroughly enjoyed it. So I, I think it would be fun to do a playthrough of. Absolutely. I just I don't have much more than it looks like a, another version of Mordow, but I guess more mm -hmm. in depth with the story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's interesting. Um, you mentioned Mordow. Uh, the more in depth combat, <laughs> the, mm -hmm. um, you know, parrying and anything. Uh, one thing, I mean, anyone who's been involved in. I've been involved in combat sports a little bit um, in college. I took a fencing class. I wrestled in uh, high school. Um, and so understanding like that there there's more to combat than just swinging. Yeah. Yeah. A sharp metal thing and fine tuning that it seems interesting. Also the idea of 
learning violence um mm-hmm. where i don't know if you guys have ever done any boxing or wrestling or any sort of martial arts or whatever but one thing that you, when you when you kind of start doing some of the classes and you know if you're like wrestling and you're learning how to like put people in a hold or to like throw someone over your hip or something like that there's a lot to violence that you don't understand mm-hmm. um when you're put in those situations and like oh like okay like if i throw a punch even if i'm not that physically strong human bodies can be fragile sometimes yep and it you know and if you're clumsy you can act, you can do way more than what you think you can actually do if you're a clumsy fighter um mm-hmm. and the other part of it being oh yeah i'm a clumsy fighter i can't do shit <laughs> you know there's like a yeah. weird there's like a weird balance and i think that there's kind of it's interesting to for them to show that that not everyone is a natural born fighter um that you have to work at you know at your martial skills at your martial arts um, yeah that's that was always something intriguing to me when i heard people talk <laughs> about the game i'm like oh it's interesting for a game to actually show the the nuance that you know combat and violence actually takes yep mm-hmm. and that seems like it that seems like a really interesting um mechanic in itself yeah yeah and only recently i found out that uh there's a little indicator basically when you're in something like a sword fight and uh, mm-hmm. you'll see like a little highlighted portion. That's the actually area that you're attacking from. Like that's the direction. And mm-hmm. in any game ever, I have never <laughs> seen like an attention to detail of like, this is the direction that you're attacking. You might want to change that if he's holding a stance to block that sort of move. Like yeah. that's almost never been the case. I can't think of any game where I've realistically just been like, oh, he's going to block from this specific angle. But if I swing my sword around, then just get him from the side, then I'm good. I've never seen that happen, and I've only recently found that out, and I'm just sitting here like, ah, I wish that I did that against that first fight. <laughs> I so wish I did. Otherwise, I w- it would not have been nearly as much nightmare fuel. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Just the sheer fact of, like, it's nice to see that a game can make you feel like an idiot, but in a good way. Like, not, yeah. not in a way where it's just purely demeaning, but like, oh, you don't know what you're doing yet. You're yeah. going to want to figure that one out fast. Or you're going to yeah. be on the struggle. It's like uh, going to a good gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. But yeah, that's basically my stance on it. I actually don't know the price of it on retail. Um, I only paid like 12 bucks for it as a whole. Um, it, but it's honestly, it's, okay. I, I don't know if I paid that immediately. I would say wait for a sale. I, I think it does go on sale relatively often, especially if it's something that goes on Humble Monthly. Usually things yeah. that go on Humble Monthly are like on a once a month like sale for about 20% off or so. Um, yeah. If you could get it for any amount of sale whatsoever, I'd heavily recommend it. If you're willing to spend $30, I could I could definitely recommend it for sure. But honestly, I'm not that far into it to the point where I could be like, this is easily worth $30 of experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. Yeah. But, uh, um. but yeah. Real quick, just because it is a PC game, uh, the minimum required uh, specifications, according to the Steam page, um, 64-bit Windows uh, 7, 8, or 10, uh, recommended processor, uh, Intel CPU i5, uh, 250, I'm sorry, 2,500K, 3.3 gigahertz, or an AMD Phenom 2X4940, uh recommended eight gigs of ram or i'm sorry 
minimum requirement of eight gigs of RAM, mm-hmm. uh, graphics cards, GPU, uh, let's see, GeForce GTX 660, AMD Radeon HD 7870, uh, 40 gigs available space. Um, yeah, is the minimum I, requirements according to Steam. I'll say two things about that. Um, the space yeah. is pretty big. Um, I think I think it was actually like forty-seven when I downloaded it. Um, but the optimization can be a hindrance to people. I didn't even honestly consider it because I actually run like a pretty beefy rig. But now thinking back on it, I tried to run it because normally I can run any like game on very high or ultra high or whatever the max setting mm-hmm. is. I tried yeah. that. And immediately regretted my choices. I put it down <laughs> to like a normal, and uh, I normally for a lot of PC games nowadays, I actually run a reshade. It's basically an injector, so that way I can make a game look a little bit prettier without really affecting the performance too much. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's basically like a third party software. I ran that instead. It looks really good, regardless. I don't really have an issue with it. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say if you're going to go play this, I wouldn't recommend trying to run it on a very high setting unless if you really think you could do it. I'm running a 1070. I'm running an 8700. And like it was it was having a struggle here and there. And that was just like in the village. And I was like, I'm just going to set it to like a high or a normal and just leave yeah. it at that. Like it's not it's not worth the pressure on that one. But uh, but yeah, I would definitely if you don't have like the best rig, probably wouldn't recommend it. Um the issues i believe there was a bunch of issues on playstation it was either Mm. playstation or xbox it was one of the consoles the other one had it relatively fine um oh it was xbox one it was the uh, xbox one that had issues with um so i might steer away from it there but to my understanding they fixed most of the issues so i'm honestly not totally certain on that boat but if you're playing on pc and you have a decent rig i'd heavily recommend it okay that's basically my stance on it okay cool yeah um anything else on kingdom come deliverance that pretty much nails it i don't really have anything else to say about it it's good cool <laughs> it's all yeah. good mm. um normal you suggested a uh, topic that we're kind of a couple weeks behind on it um, Sure, but i think it's worth talking about it's worth uh getting into this topic a little bit here so uh, why don't you introduce us to this idea sure um i'm assuming it's the the mixer the the switching over to mixer yeah. Yeah, okay, Ninja so, Twitch as well as the Mixer stuff. Yeah, so Ninja, basically Ninja left Mixer for an, a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people are seeming to, quote unquote, jump ship and switch over to Mixer because Ninja is doing it. So I guess, what are your thoughts on that? What do you guys think? What, uh, what, do, you, what do you know about Mixer? I guess I've, I've asked a lot, of, a lot of questions mm-hmm. and need to be broken down, but... Honestly, my stance when it usually comes to switching platforms as a streamer, I normally think of it as a very short-sighted approach. In the case yeah. of Ninja, where like it just makes sense, like you're getting yeah. a huge payout on it. And honestly, what I'm expecting his contract to be is something like a year, maybe two years, and uh, then he's probably going to retire. That's my yeah. assumption. That'd be yeah. my guess because that just yeah. makes sense. I know, yeah. like it's Microsoft owned you know they're going to pay a ton of money for that. It's not so yeah. much just like, oh, I wasn't feeling on Twitch anymore because yeah. that just, no, <laughs> that doesn't really work out. Um, no. But when moving as a smaller streamer, especially, I feel like it's a much more short-sighted approach of like, just like, oh, Ninja's moving. I need to move too. I think it's much mm. more important to weigh out like the benefits and downsides of Mixer. As somebody that streams only on Twitch, 
I still yeah. know that there's a lot of benefits that Mixer has, like in terms of options. Their live streaming uh, um, delays significantly lower than any other platform, almost instantaneously to a degree of like about yeah. one to two seconds of a latency time, which is nothing. That's absolutely nothing. Versus yeah. uh, like Twitch and it's ultra ultra low latency. Excuse me. Upwards about five, five to ten seconds. And then without it, it's about 30. Um, YouTube as well has an ultra low latency to my understanding. But I think it's about the same stance. It's about five seconds. Mm -hmm. um, but like that's the one huge selling point of Mixer is like right. the latency is phenomenal. The latency is so good in comparison to every other platform. Um, the monetization options, I feel like they're a little bit like confusing to most people. Especially yeah. when you're considering something like Sparks, where it's a free currency for viewers, but you have to hit milestones in order to get paid. Like yep. that's mm -hmm. that's the core thing. And like and with I've... something like Twitch, you don't have to hit a milestone. Realistically, the milestone you have to hit is a hundred dollars on some month, and then you get paid out for all of the money that you've earned, like yep. during that period of time, and then you're good. But yep. like. I, I don't know. I, I feel like the the mixer monetization is really funky to so many people that don't understand it. And it, um, it is. And I do have some of the, the requirements here. So I, from what I understand, even if you get sparks, I don't think you get paid out until right. you are partnered. So unlike unlike Twitch, Mixer does not have an affiliate program. So mm -hmm. Some of the requirements to be or the requirements to be a mixer partner is that you have to have an account that's two months or older um, have. And this this is where I'm getting a mixed uh, mixed noises or mixed mixed uh, information on. You need at mm -hmm. least 2000 uh, followers, uh, 12 streamers per month um, or 12 uh, streams per month is like 12 plus. You have to do plus. Sorry, my notes are a little mm -hmm. confusing streamers. You have to stream 12 plus each month Ugh. anyway moving on <laughs> has, has to be more than 25 you have to stream more than 25 hours per month mm -hmm. so compared to twitch where a lot of the same requirements are the same but the difference is that you need a average of 75 uh viewers versus yeah mixer you need uh 2000 viewers or 2000 followers yeah I don't, so I, I feel like the main thing there is like the ability to monetize. I, I feel like that's the big thing is like yeah. at partner status on Mixer. That's the only option where you really yeah. get to monetize your stuff. Affiliate ship. While I do feel like the affiliate ship program is a little iffy, I, I feel like it's yeah. not the best for everybody. I feel like honestly, half the time it's kind of just a false hope where yeah. like three viewership isn't a lot like that's yeah. you, a bot that you have in the channel and then maybe your mom. Like yeah. that in the yeah. grand scheme of things, I see that happen a lot. And I feel like a lot of people really like kind of oversell affiliate ship. But yeah. at the same time, it, it is monetization. Like if it yeah. is for an actual reasonable cause, I feel like that's great. Like for sure. <laughs> I don't really have an issue with that. Um, I, I also because I do know a couple of partnered streamers from uh, Mixer. Jim Watts is one of them. I believe that he got his uh, partnership. This was granted. This was way before Ninja ever got onto the platform. So now that he's on, they might actually take like real consideration into it. But I don't think he had 2000 followers. I don't yeah. think I'm not sure. I think they have it more on a review basis where if you just submit an application and like it shows that you're really putting an effort, I think that's more of what they care about. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, um, that's all I realistically know in terms of that. Yeah, I, I do think it's good to have a much higher limit, though, because I feel like 
the the limit for affiliate ship is extremely low. Like it's a very, yeah. very low bar. And I don't know. I feel like that really just messes with a lot of people and it really like it, it turns streaming into a job for them almost instantaneously, the split second they yeah. get affiliate ship. And oh, yeah. I, I think that's one of the big issues, as well as I think that's kind of one of the reasons why they're moving over to Mixer immediately is because they're like, oh, Mixer's growing because Ninja's moving over. Obviously, like, I got to move that yeah. way, growing viewership money. Like, yeah. that's kind of how I see it. I don't see a lot of people moving over to Mixer. That being said, there is a lot of people that move over to Mixer for what I consider valid reasons. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like Twitch has a lot of like regulation issues, a lot of regulation issues. Yes. I'm more yes. than willing to admit that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel like that's a co totally valid reason to move. I feel like a lot of things are oversaturated, and the fact about like or Mixer being a much smaller platform, while like things such as Fortnite are still very saturated over there. Don't get me wrong; the saturation yeah. levels are significantly lower on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. So that's just something to consider as well as a streamer. Um, as a viewer, I feel like the experience is slightly better over there for certain things. I feel yeah. like. In terms of latency, it's just better. That's that's inherently obvious. In terms of community, I feel like Twitch still has it because Twitch has been around forever. That's been like the biggest thing. Is like it's the same thing about YouTube. It's like a lot of people hate YouTube, but YouTube still exists. Like there hasn't been a real competitor for it yet. Like that's right. not gonna be a thing anytime soon, just because the sheer community built on that platform is so foundationally strong. Like yeah. it's really hard to beat that. That's why things like I don't think personally this is just an opinion but i don't think ninja moving over is really going to cause that much of a difference in the no. grand scheme of things at no. most it's going to cost some revenue but realistically speaking twitch gets a huge amount of revenue from the affiliate ship programs that's just oh, yeah. it that's that's really where their money lies is like that three viewer average a lot of people try to support other streamers and like i totally get that don't get me wrong i have some people that like support me heavily because i'm a smaller streamer and they want to support me and build me up and like that's just mm. a thing but the fact that like Twitch takes a decent chunk out of that cut, they take approximately like 40 to 50 percent, give or take, based on what it is. In terms of bits, they take about 40 percent cut. In terms of subs, they take about 50 percent. Um, yeah, yeah. That's really where their like money lies. While the bigger streamers make a lot of money, don't get me wrong, they make a ton. The affiliate show program makes a vast amount of money in comparison. That's yeah. really like the big selling point for them is like, sure, you can monetize. But we're gonna make a bank off of it, yeah. and yeah, I don't know. Not necessarily a bad thing. Just no. a view that I have personally. But it gets it gets people people interested in Twitch. Like, I mean, if you're looking at and this this was kind of my thought process too when I was first starting off as a streamer was like, okay, do I do YouTube or, or sorry, let me let me rephrase what I just said. Um, when when I became wanted to become a content creator on the internet, mm -hmm. I was like, do I go to YouTube, make these videos that I can like you know slave over and not make any money because the the requirements are so high, or right. do I go to Twitch where the requirements aren't as hard to get, but mm -hmm. you still need like you still need to put the time and effort. If you put more time and effort into it, you see those rewards sooner than yes. you know, sooner than later. Mm -hmm. So yeah. definitely, definitely Twitch has, I think, it right with the affiliate program. Like it it does give people like that hope that they can be like the next big streamer. But mm -hmm. I, I I think I think it's nice because for at least for myself, it's you know, a side hustle for me. Like I get yeah, you know, the extra rev revenue I dump into like, you know, my games, playing buying games, buying new equipment, and like, you know, just trying to make 
you know, that my stream just that much better, even though I know I'm probably never going to see that money come back. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. I, I feel like the affiliate ship program is nice in theory. I, I feel like that's what it is. And like for yeah. people that are much more grounded, because a lot of people will just see affiliate ship program. I'm making money playing video games. I'm going to yeah. be the next ninja. As much yeah. as like a lot of people don't want to admit it. Like a lot of people also feel that way. Like, that's, I mean, it's I won't very, lie. like I, I've definitely wanted to say, like, I'm going to be the next ninja. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've all. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we all think that we're going to be there. And like, yeah, like it's unrealistic. But, you know, we'd like to dream. and We'd like to push on, you know, right. Try to be that next big streamer. Like, you exactly. know, you always got to got to think of how can you do that? And so it's just like, you know, we exactly. all have that thought. Yeah. I don't particularly think it's a bad thing. I just think that no. some people really let it take hold and like really let it grasp. But oh, yeah. you're right. I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I feel like that gives people more of like an ability to push forward to make better content. Yeah. And like, as, I think that's absolutely. But uh, but yeah, that, that's basically my stance on that in particular. Um, yeah. In terms of Mixer's monetization, I believe mostly this is just from because I've known a few people that have personally moved from Twitch to Mixer. There's a lot of things you really got to worry about there. And one yeah. of them is Twitch loyalty. Like, yeah, while I might not be personally like super loyal to Twitch, I'm enough like I'm loyal enough to just be like, hey, your regulation issues suck all the D like they're yeah. horrible, absolutely mm -hmm. atrocious. Yeah. And I yeah. could theoretically move over to Mixer. I just don't personally want to. But like there still is a viewership loyalty to Twitch. Like when you move oh, over, I see it so often. It's about like a 60 percent like rate of people that move over with you so you lose yeah. essentially four percent of your viewership average yeah which can be detrimental and it's not even necessarily so much detrimental to your streams it's more so detrimental to your emotions as a streamer because yeah. we all know that feeling of like granted i have my numbers off for this exact reason now but like you look at your numbers and they're lower than average they're significantly yeah. lower than average and you're just like yeah. what is going on is it me yeah. what's happening have i lost it is this where it ends because yeah. every every streamer has that exact feel at some point or another. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, I feel like that's one of the big worries on your initial move is like, you really got to take into account. Not everybody's going to be there. Hell, yeah. nobody might be there. I've seen yeah. that happen as well, where it's like a group of like, it's a viewership average of about 15 to 20 and he moves over to Mixer and then he's got two. Yeah. And he's one of them. He's one yeah. of them. So it's just like. One. That's a rough one, Chief, but you gotta stick with it if you really want to move. Because I yeah. also see a lot of people, like, go back and forth. I don't feel like going back and forth personally is that big of an issue, but I also... Yeah. I know I'm getting into, like, a weird entire thing, but, like, yeah. there's been examples of people that have, like, moved over because of the regulation issues, and then they just talk ish about Twitch after they move. Like, that's I... their big prerogative. And yeah, then, like, two I, months later, they move back. And they're all like, I love Twitch. I'm just I like, Twitch. I yeah, no, can't stand you. Absolutely. And I can see, like, I know personally, like, recently with seeing, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, some of the politics of Twitch and how they, mm -hmm. you know, go about banning certain people and how yes. or lack of ban, um, mm -hmm. per se. I can see, me personally, myself, like, I, I could see, like, Twitch, like, me getting upset at Twitch and being critical of Twitch right. because they're, they're obviously, like, they're, they're, they are, it, it seems like they're playing favoritism. And I, I shouldn't say mm -hmm. they obviously are because I don't know if they are. Um, but it seems right. like they're playing favoritism to certain streamers, to bigger streamers, and there doesn't seem to be this clear-cut, you know, okay, if someone did, if they did this, they deserve a ban. And so... Right. 
it, it's it's kind of like okay like it's confusing like if for anyone on this platform on twitch if they're gonna be a part of this there should be some consistency there yes. and twitch twitch and i will say twitch, i believe twitch has completely failed on that part and they need to mm -hmm. either do better or be more uh transparent with the audience since we are yeah, I mean, with the community, since we are a community, we 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 should right. be transparent right. and be able to talk with Twitch and be able to have have an open discussion on, okay, what issues do we have and how how can we fix them? Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. I feel like the favoritism is just over the top at this point. Yeah. It's kind of <clears throat> ridiculous seeing certain things that some people get away with that happen oh, yeah. multiple times. My yeah. multiple times. I'm not going to say what, but we all know exactly what it is. Um. But like you yeah. see it happen more than once. You see it happen up to four to five times and nothing happens. Yeah, absolutely mm -hmm. nothing. But a smaller streamer that just says something granted, I might not even agree with it, but they say yeah. something and then boom, they're gone. Just yeah. absolutely it, it, gone. It, just because and, some person didn't like it. Exactly. And, like, and and then if you you're you're kind of SOL because you're that small streamer, what are you? Yeah. Which is not going to give care They're Oh, yeah. You only make, you know. Yeah, you make like a hundred bucks in like three months, so eh, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We, we I've even that. like yeah. contacted Twitch support, and one, if you've contacted Twitch support ever, it's horrible. But yeah. I contacted Twitch support to uh, change my name because I wanted to change my name into something that like is not normal. That being said, it's yeah. not taken, so it's an opportunity to like. There's a chance, but like, there's a solid chance maybe not. I I was basically like, I want this username. Insert this. Can I get it? Two yeah. months go by. No response. Get a response. They sent me a link to the article to how to change your username on Twitch. And they didn't even read it. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. This has got to yeah. be a joke, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah that, that's, that's absolutely abhorrent. The regulation standards, nobody knows them at this point. Like, yeah, I, half yeah. the time, I barely know them. And I yeah. researched that. Like, I try to understand what I care about, like, what I need to care about as an absolute. And it's yeah. like, it's a gray doing. area. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's it. Just don't yeah, yeah, have yeah. no clothes, maybe, possibly, yeah. no comment on anything well, else about that. But yeah, you got, you got to play it safe. It's just like, it's like this, this mentality here is like, okay, well, you know, I, I joke about it in my chat. I'm just like, oh, probably I'm going to get banned for saying this. And it's something like, really not that bad but like you know you never know mm. yeah exactly well and you know one standard that has always confused me is the uh exclusivity right mm -hmm. as a twitch streamer you have to you're supposed to keep content exclusive to twitch for up to 24 hours that's yep. the reason the podcast comes out a day after we're live mm -hmm. um and so like I, but I see partner streamers put things out on official YouTube pages an hour yep. after they happen, five minutes <laughs> yep. after they happen. Yep. Um, so, and that's like, like the rules and regulations. I'm like, can I put my podcast out right after it happens? Yeah. Can I sit here, hit the off button, raid whoever we're going to raid, and then upload it? Yeah. Um, and there's I'm another sure. little note there as well. So, like you said, affiliates can't do that. Like, affiliates aren't allowed, technically speaking, nobody checks, to be honest, but. Affiliates yeah. aren't supposed to be allowed to upload the same content that they put out for about 24 hours. If you go yeah. check the VODs, like if you go check your videos, there's an export immediately to YouTube option. Yep. Like that's yep. a thing. Yeah. So what what's really like the trap there? 
Like, realistically <clears throat> speaking, you obviously have the capability to move it over that day, like, not yeah. even 10 minutes after. Mm -hmm. So what really I, is the big issue there? I, to I, a degree, I, I understand exclusivity rights, but at the same time, like, not to that degree. Like, yeah. when you're trying to yeah. bait me into, like, uploading something to YouTube from, like, my, uh, from my own Twitch, as a feature of your content provisions, like, why? Like, why have it there yeah. at that point? Yeah. I, I think it's more uh, slanted for like the big content streamers, like mm -hmm. you know, like, like the ones you know you see for, for like you know Fortnite. They Twitch, Twitch probably makes bank off of like ad revenue for like repo, like you know, posting so like vlogs. So when someone mm -hmm. goes and watch, say like Tim the Tatman afterwards, there's probably still like advertisements that, or there are still advertisements that still run on those. So mm -hmm. those exclusivities are more for the bigger streamers and not so much for the smaller streamers. Cause you know, it's for, for Twitch to make the money off those, it's probably not even pennies. Um, yeah. So absolutely, like it, it's it's kind of like there are some things that are probably more slanted for for bigger streamers that not to do. So like mm -hmm. partner streamers, um, I can imagine partner streamers not being able to upload their content or they're under more scrutiny because they're of their size. I've seen partner streamers simultaneously stream on Twitch and on Facebook at the same time mm -hmm. and on YouTube at the same time. And I'm just like. Yeah, that's, not, that's that's against terms of services. Like, yeah, you're a partner. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I guess there is no consistency. And then also, again, we're again, if someone has to report it. Twitch is not like the all seeing mm -hmm. eye and they can't really like yeah. monitor other platforms as well. So it's easier to say like, oh, why can't they do that? It's like, you know, you have to think, how do you physically go out and yeah. ban? Yeah, catch the Twitch staff. Mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll give credit. The Twitch staff is not nearly as big as people think it is. It's yeah. not nearly as big some people think this is like a multi like million person yeah. like big where everybody yeah, no. is watching everything hell no half no. the time i'll go to a partner stream and then there's like maybe a staff member yeah. possibly on once in a blue moon like yeah. it's very unlikely you only find it realistically mm -hmm. in like the big streamers because obviously they need to be there but like yeah. in terms of like a good majority of the partners that i have known and watched i have almost never seen them there um, and I see somebody saying, how do you know if there's a staff person? Staff actually has their own specific section in the viewer list. So like you'll have your moderators, your VIPs, your staff, and then you'll have viewership. That's essentially how yeah. it looks. Yep. Um, but and yeah, I think the they also have, they almost never show up. I think up. they have like a, a, a wrench next to them. I name. believe so as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, that was a big thing when people are pirating the Jake Paul the Logan Paul, Jake Paul yeah. fight, yeah. KSI fight or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, where that was a pay-per-view pay-per-view event, and people were pirating the streams on Twitch, yeah. and there's there's Twitch staff in the in the chats. Yep. Um, actually, I have a quote here that I kind of want to read you guys real quick. Yeah, um, absolutely. So this is from at Jesse Cox um of the of his own channel, and uh, of course we've mentioned it here before, the Co-optional Podcast, uh, and this is the tweet. Quote, if you're trying to convince me a guy who has worked on both YouTube and Twitch from early days and has seen both um, develop and the same. Hold on. A guy who has worked both YouTube and Twitch from early days and has seen both develop the same problems of scale and keeping users happy that newer platform Mixer won't develop the same problems as it grows. You're stupid as shit. And this wasn't an argument. So basically saying that. 
um, mixer, you know, we might think of this as a greener pasture, um, but it's going, but crowded pastures become brown. Yeah, exactly. And if yeah. this is a greener pasture now, as more people, as more cows yeah. uh, go to this pasture, yeah. it's going to develop problems. The, the, the yeah. grass is always greener on the other side. When when you make that jump from one platform to another, there's always inherent issues. Like one one issue I could see with with Mixer that I see a lot on Twitch or a lot of people do on Twitch is like follow for follow. I don't think that's actual. Mm-hmm. In my, my opinion, some people may disagree with me, which perfectly fine, but I don't feel... That is a a sustainable way to grow on Twitch is to have like a, right. a lurk for lurk or a follow for follow. And since uh, from what I understand about Mixer, there isn't really a viewership requirement. Now, again, I've mm-hmm. heard mixed things that there is and that there isn't. But um, it, it definitely is one of those things where it, I could see that being more of an issue on Mixer because it's like, well, I need 2000 followers to be partner to make money. Let me just go into discords and I know plenty of discords out there that do like fall for fall and they have 10,000 plus people on there. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you, you can definitely do that. And I, I know people who, you know, became partner using lurk for lurk and have less than 2000 like uh, followers. And it, Mm -hmm. it definitely, again, it's in my opinion, I don't think that's a conducive way to grow on Twitch and to sustain a community because essentially that's that's what Twitch is. It's about building up a community, and that's you know how you keep you know that revenue and that that you know that viewership coming in and and that interest is building up that community behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. And I I think another thing that like is pretty like big to note is when, when we're thinking about like all the people transitioning over. One, it's Ninja Fortnite streamer. I. A lot of people might disagree with me, but a lot of children watch a stream, right? Like, that's yeah. just inherently what it is. Fortnite yeah. is appealing to children of, like, a certain age demographic. Children are children. All of those children are moving from a platform that's normally known as, like, toxic to some people to, like, a a platform that's almost exclusively known for positive vibes. And, like, yeah. just everybody is a happy camper. That's basically yeah. it. And, like, that community going over to a different platform like that is going to massively affect like immediately speaking mm-hmm. like it's going to massively oh, yeah. affect the uh the community's insights on mixer is like the the like that kind of attitude that's normally like just inherent on twitch not really allowed on mixer for the vast majority of cases a lot of people hate it like a lot yeah. of people really loathe it so like i can easily see like that just kind of pollute into mixer not saying that necessarily it's a bad thing personally i don't really care about how people really talk in terms of twitch like if i really care i'll just ban somebody <laughs> like it doesn't yeah, really exactly. matter to me but uh but when it's like on such a mass scale of a group that were like so like it's almost like they were trained to a degree of like twitch community talks in their own way like emotes are their own things there's no yeah. such thing as kappa over on mixer no. and like that's just sort of a thing I don't know. That that's one of the immediate things I would think about is just think about the people that are transitioning over to Mixer yeah. and think about the impact that that has. Not necessarily the amount of people, but the people themselves. Like that yeah. in itself is such a huge thing. Where like honestly, I I even made insights before. I made them about like January and February about where Mixer would be because it's something I've considered moving. Most streamers and content creators think about it because why not? You ha- yeah, have mm-hmm. to think about it at some point or another. 
And I honestly kind of assumed that it'd be much better because during that January and February area, it was still pretty limited. There wasn't really a whole lot of stuff going on. Emotes almost weren't even a thing, really. Yeah. Like, it was basically only a thing for a select few of people. And yeah. then that was basically it. Um, I actually, I kind of predicted it would happen like around August where it'd get better. But I did not at all in the slightest predict that like it would just be Ninja moving over. That would yeah. make it better. Which, yeah, I mean, honestly, completely flips my, like, argument backwards. I thought it was going to be, like, so much better based on, like, the sheer amount of, like, foundational support it would have, like, developed. Not, oh, big streamer, move over. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. That, that's how. Because that's yeah. not going to change anything. The grand scheme no. of things. Yeah. No, I think, I think Mint Ninja did the right thing by switching. Like, yeah. it, it definitely... Like, and put it in this perspective, and he may not be making the revenue, say, from, like, his subs and, like, his mm-hmm. um, his bits or whatever, um, and the viewership might be a little bit lower, but I, I've been taking a look. I was kind of curious, like, what, what, what people were guesstimating, and do you guys have a guess how much he probably um, Mixer paid him? I have um, no wait. Is there actual numbers out there? No, there isn't. There's, oh. there's guesstimates. I, 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 I have a guesstimate. Million. So... I know that he pulled in like 0.07% of all watch time or watch traffic yeah. for Twitch. I'm guessing for what is essentially just under 1% of all the traffic, mm, it's got to be, it's got to be a like maybe five mil. Yeah, so, I, I'm kind of ballparking around there as well. It's anywhere I, between three to five mil. I originally thought that too, and then I was doing a little bit of digging, and essentially, I, I think people were guesstimating based off of subs and um, money he just made off of subs and like mm-hmm. viewership time. I think he made about ten million dollars or ten to fifteen million dollars a year before, based just based off that. So my my guesstimate is it's probably between a three to five year contract and probably for like. 10 to 15 million dollars um mm-hmm. there's been rumor keemstar i mean take him at, at your will or take him with a grain of salt but he's saying like a hundred million dollars per year of the contract which i think is ridiculously amount i think that's over an over exaggeration but mm-hmm. my my guess is if this contract ever gets leaked or everything comes out my guess is probably around 10 million dollars for three to five years yeah um, and we're just ballparking and, honestly yeah. it might even be higher it, it might could be, be yeah. significantly higher. This is Microsoft we're talking about. Yeah. Like they have money to throw. Like that's yeah. not uh, that's not a worry in the grand no. scheme of things. So no. it could yeah, be this, 10 this, to 15. This mil. is absolutely it could be like 40 mil. I doubt it. I really yeah. fucking doubt mm-hmm. it on that front. But like there's a chance that it could be anything. Um yeah. but but yeah. I'm- a deal know. like this does not happen overnight. Like the, a lot of no. people are like, yeah. you know, people are like, oh my god, like this, this just probably happened. You got tired of it. Like I think you said earlier, mm-hmm. um, this this does not happen overnight. And I think he may have tweeted out uh, a, a few months ago that he has some big big changes coming. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of people were spe- were saying like this this is what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. I I I think in the short term this is a really brilliant idea because he can then stream mm-hmm. how he feels. He doesn't have to feel the pressure of yeah of like you know having to keep the money up. Like it's it's a yeah. great idea. I think he did a, exactly. a fantastic job. No, I completely you know, agree. I, Honestly, there's no real loss for him there in the no. grand scheme of things. Like, what's the worst case scenario? Everybody <laughs> leaves and you still get paid. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. that, that's the worst case scenario. Yeah, and yeah. like that's not even that bad. 
No. If anything, that's basically early retirement. But uh, <laughs> I mean, but if I yeah. was offered if I was offered ten million dollars to switch over to Mixer, uh, I mean, I would probably yeah. take it. Up. Yeah, like let's be honest <laughs> yeah. here. Ten million dollars is a lot of money. Like that, yeah. that's a lot of money. So yeah, and then he's then he's got his sponsorships with like Red Bull. That's probably a few million dollars right there. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's probably he's breaking and I'm assuming he's probably making bank off the subscriptions as well. He probably has yes. a negotiated deal where he will still get the proceeds from the, the revenue that he makes off of the uh, the the like the donations and mm-hmm. the um, like the subscriptions on Mixer. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just looking at the time. OK, let's get uh, <laughs> some quick final thoughts on this topic. Sure. And then move on to our uh, next topic. OK. Basically, uh, I feel like the regulations of Twitch suck. I feel like that's the only like real like big yeah. issue. And that kind of is like the foundational issue that causes everything else. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, while the uh, while the regulations on Mixer are extremely more strict in comparison, they're at least regulated. Like, yeah. I have to give them credit there. Like, if you really yeah. don't want to follow their regulations, there's more than just one platform out there. Yeah. Like, that's that's always an option. A- absolutely. Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically it for me. Uh, I, I think my, my final thoughts on it, on, like, regulations and everything of, of uh, Twitch, it's like, you know, people people will talk, you know, talk crap about about Twitch. And it's like, I, I don't ever seem like I'm talking crap about Twitch. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I love Twitch. I love the platform that that has I, that I've worked on and I've been a part of for almost over two years now. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's okay to be critical of Twitch and say, "Hey, this isn't right. You need to be do better." Because that's that's the only way to like say like you know to work and make things better is to say, "Hey, this isn't right. You guys need to to do better." So mm-hmm. I, I love Twitch. I don't have any. I don't have any plans of switching over to Mixer anytime soon. Um, just I think Twitch needs to fix her crap. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. all. Yep. So for me, my mm-hmm. some of my thoughts are: first off, if you're a content creator, you should always be thinking about ways that you can pivot your content because being on a single website is like being on shifting sands, right? You're building your house mm-hmm. on shifting sands. Um, if you're a content creator, you always need to be thinking about the ways that you can pivot and move. If Twitch goes down tomorrow, they they lose everything. What are you going to do as a content creator? Um, and how are you going to reach out to your audience to make sure you still retain that audience? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. It's not bad for people to move to Mixer. It's not bad for people to go to YouTube. It's not bad for people to be on Twitch. In terms of Twitch, it is fair to critique them on their piss poor lack of regulation. Like, yep. I'm just going to go out and say it's piss poor. Yeah, it is. And here's the here's the bad thing I think Twitch is going to realize very, very soon is that when they allow situations that stir in controversy, partnered streamers uh, allegedly saying racial slurs, we've Mm -hmm. had two incidences of that in the last week. We have had incidences of, I'm not going to say alleged cat abuse, you know, (laughs) cat abuse. I don't care if that really gets me in trouble because it's not alleged. It is animal abuse. Um, we and we have issues of sexual content, not right. even just the the, the ninja thing, mm-hmm. but you know actual sexual content being on Twitch. All of those things are going to affect Twitch's ad revenue. Yeah, it, they, these are things that affect YouTube, yep. and I think it is incredibly arrogant for <laughs> Twitch to think, oh, that's not you know advertisers aren't going to see this as a problem. 
Oh, that yes, is incredibly <laughs> angry, arrogant. Yeah. And that is incredibly dangerous for the platform. Yeah. And yeah. Ignoring those issues is going to cause the platforms, uh, the platform to lose revenue. So those, I mean, those are my big things. It's like, yeah. Content creators always need to be thinking about how they, how they get their content out to people. Yeah. Um, if you're a streamer, think- be, be in multiple, pl- you know, be able to go to multiple places. If you're a podcaster, make sure you're not just on Spotify, you dummy. Make sure you're on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and everywhere yeah. else. If you're a blogger, make sure you can put your, you know, you either own your own host or you have, you're on a good host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, all that good shit. So th- those are my two final thoughts on that. Yeah. I-, I think the one thing to really note too, as well, is just like, if, if you kept an eye on YouTube at all ever recently, like, nobody will ever say a curse word even once because if you do, you're demonetized. Like, that's yeah. such a big core issue there. And if you think that's not going to carry over to other platforms, like, that, that's not just like, oh, we're trying to make it more appealable to kids. It's, oh, we're trying to still get paid. Like, that's yeah. very much yeah. what it is. So, yeah. like, that's easily going to transition over to other platforms at some point. Fortunately enough. Yeah, fortunately enough, it hasn't come over to Twitch yet. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I guess the big thing is uh, the difference between YouTube and, and Twitch would be like, how do you implement it? How do you watch people? And like you said before, it, it's kind of hard because the staff, the staff isn't really here to like, you know, regulate, you know, one million people who are streaming right now. Like it, it's it's mm-hmm. next to impossible. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope it doesn't come anytime soon because I do curse a lot. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. <laughs> um so we have one more topic and i kind of yeah. want to get into it yes because uh, i'm looking at time and i want to make sure that we're kind of uh keeping keeping our time here mm. um so we we talked about a story a while ago let me see when we talked about it but it was the ftc loot box workshop essentially the ftc uh this was back in february uh, the episode was with uh, Telram. I'm going to go on ahead and copy the link there and post it in the uh, chat for anyone that wants to um, go back and listen to that. Um, so the FTC said that they were going to bring in all of the um, game game dev or you know game companies and figure and, and some other industry experts um, and try to figure out what the hell loot boxes are are they fair and whatever else um the big news that came out of this was that um the big hard the big hardware developers being microsoft sony and uh, nintendo said that they're going to mandate all games that have loot boxes to disclose uh odds in them Mm -hmm. uh just like how if you go to a casino um the uh slot machines have to have posted odds um it's also that those slot machines are verified not by the companies that create them or the casinos that create them but a you know mm-hmm. reg- a third regulatory body um yeah. so they're think i think they're planning on doing something very similar that can be verified um so this is kind of the the where we start seeing where um we've talked before about you know self-regulation um mm-hmm. the industry ren i know that you don't believe in self-regulation at this point with this particular uh, situation yep. um this particular uh this business practice uh normal what are you thinking do you think the gaming industry can can self-regulate this or do you think the government needs to come in <laughs> just uh, like as a you know quick little temperature check sure no um i i typically 
for for the most part, I don't believe that the government should interfere, but I think there are cases that should, and I think they should regulate and and make sure that I guess people aren't being taken advantage of, and that mm-hmm. I, I ultimately should. Sh- <laughs> I, I guess are we asking the question here is like are are people are people responsible for making sure that they're not spending money on loot boxes? I mean, I think for us as adults, we know that this is a form of gambling. I think we mm-hmm. have the critical thinking and the ability to say, okay, well, this is kind of a, a way of gambling. Um, I think the ultimate the 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 underlying issue that is coming up is that is it for kids, kids who have mommy and daddy's credit cards and you know, mm-hmm. mom, mom and dad don't really give two shits of what what they, you know, what they spend on on Xbox. And so three thousand dollars later. And is it is it something that the government should regulate? It, they should definitely take a look into. I, I personally mm-hmm. think um, because I don't think people can regulate themselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I think ultimately I, I believe in free market. And but I think businesses are trying trying to start starting to take advantage of the fact that kids are are lack capacity to be able to make these decisions yeah and and i just kind of want to like reiterate like granted i do think that there needs to be government regulation doesn't mean i want it like it doesn't mean i actually want it i just think that like at this point that there's no fucking chance around Mm. it like there has to be something done yeah otherwise it's just gonna get worse and worse that's basically it so real quick on the whole gambling aspect of it, um, a lot of people, they point out that it works on the same psychological basis as, and I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, um, but a lot of people point out that it works on the same psychological um, you know, processes as gambling. Legally, it's not really gambling because gambling requires some sort of um, payout at least in mm-hmm. the UK and the US. So, which in certain cases that is entirely possible. You know, mm-hmm. one of the biggest loot boxes, loot box scandals, you know, that has ever hit the gaming industry was the CS:GO Lotto. Yep, yep, yep. Where that was there was a way to pay out um CS:GO skins. Um I've got some quotes here uh that i I, that i want to read and so our main source on this by the way is the game gamesindustry.biz article by brendan sinclair um so people can go check that out i'll post a link in the twitch chat if people want to um read that on their own time it'll also be in the description of the uh, podcast um so here we are um in the in her presentation international game developers association executive director renee gittens acknowledged game creators are split on the subject of loot boxes and reiterated the group's call for industry self-regulation quote while there are different monetization strategies game developers in the end just want to provide joyful and satisfying experiences that make people experience something in this wonderful medium of games gittens said uh it takes on that could you repeat that? <laughs> oh, that, yeah, was, well, that was a lot all at one time. And I was lot, like, yeah. hold on. Okay. So this is the executive director of the International Game Developers Association. Her okay. name is Renee Gittens. Okay. She acknowledged that creators are split on the subject of loot boxes and reiterated mm-hmm. groups call for industry self-regulation. Uh, this is her quote from her presentation. Quote, while... The, 
while there are different monetization strategies, game developers in the end just want to provide joyful and satisfying experiences that make people experience something new in this wonderful medium of games. Could you really call loot boxes new? I mean, I, really? I, I, I can't so, find that one. I can't find it enjoyable. Like, that's that's one of the yeah. first things. Yeah. Like, if you really wanted to make a new and enjoyable experience, you probably wouldn't have made it, like, cost money. Like, actual physical money to use. That yeah. would make it a lot more enjoyable. Just throw that one on the table. Yeah. But, uh... go... Oh, go right ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're good. Um, yeah, like, um, no. <laughs> like, no, they're 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 absolutely that's just that's just wrong. No offense. Like and, and this is more towards AAA titles. I, yeah. I guarantee there's a lot of small indie like that's I, I typically play indie games. I don't play you won't catch you will I mean, on a fake occasions you'll see me play a, a big AAA title, but there's very extenuating circumstances that I will play those. But mm-hmm. typically speaking, the AAA titles I, I feel is they're out for money. They're they're just yeah. out to 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 get your wallet to to keep you spending money, and that's why I don't I don't buy into buying loot boxes. I don't buy into buying skins. Um, mm-hmm. like when I I did a a 24 hour stream of Fortnite, and everyone was like, oh, you should buy it like this skin. You should buy that skin. I'm like. I'm not. And, and, and that's actually an exception. I think the way that mm-hmm. Fortnite did it and, and say yeah. um, Apex Legends, they did it. The game's free. So everything yeah. else is optional. So that's okay. But when you spend $60 for a game, mm-hmm. uh, uh, one game that comes to mind is the Battlefield series after, after mm-hmm. Battlefield 1. Like Battlefield 1 thought it like, oh yeah, you could buy this gun or this skin for that gun or, or something like that. That, that kind of... I already spent $60. Why should I spend an extra $30 for the next map or an extra $50 for the next map. It's just like, you've already made right. a lot of money. And I understand, like, I, I know the reason why they want to do it because they want to make more money and that's understandable, yeah. but that's why I won't buy into that stuff. And that's why I'm not, I'm never going to buy into that stuff. Okay. So I have another one here that I want to get into. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to read from the article here first. The larger concerns were exp- uh, expressed by other panelists, including John Brayvalt, Brayalt, I'm sorry, VP of Public Policy, Telecommunications, and Fraud at the National Consumers League. This is the quote. The evidence that's been presented raises a lot of key questions that we think are appropriate for the FTC to investigate. First of all, are loot box odds being manipulated to incentivize continued play for eventual monetization? Uh, he continues, when I buy Magic the Gathering pack or baseball card pack at Target, my odds of getting a rookie card or a rare card there are fixed. It's mm-hmm. a physical thing. But when you're opening loot boxes online, those odds can be manipulated based on a variety of factors. Yep. That is indeed the case. What factors are being used to influence loot box drop odds? And this is something that I... I I'm, because we live in a digital age... Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something I always think about. And I've only been to a casino once, but mm-hmm. a concern I always have is everything is connected to the internet and everything can be changed in at times with, you know, a very quick software update, right? You can change yeah. the, I mean, not even a software update. You could probably just go and edit um, mm-hmm. the win rate odds at, yeah. a, at a slot machine. And you could probably do the exact same thing on the back end of the, uh, of a game as well um yeah. and there's kind of an example of this granted it's not an example through loot boxes but it still is an example through a video game of sorts yeah. uh destiny 2 for a while actually had a xp thing where like the longer you played you actually earned less xp 
like during your like time it was kind of meant to encourage you to play even more that was kind of like what they were really trying to go with it which i don't get don't get me wrong but there's still like that manipulation there of like you're playing for like you're continuing you're obviously spending more money what if we lower the odds a little bit more what if we make it just a little bit harder you're already gonna keep spending your money like what what's really the issue there doesn't really matter if you win or lose you're going to keep Mm -hmm. spending but uh but yeah that that was one like big thing and uh, as worldly points, the XP scaled to one hundredth at some point. Yes, exactly. So, like after a certain amount of time, the XP would continue to scale lower and lower and lower to like obscenely low degrees. Where it was just like, at that point, why am I playing? Like yeah. realistically speaking, that's an example where you can see it. Like you can yeah. actually see it. But like in the case of like a loot box or something like that, you can't see the back end. You have no idea what's going on. Like yeah. it might be ten percent chance to get something. It might be like one. It might be zero because of that, like, particular box. Who knows? Yeah. But, like, that that's just something that you have to keep in mind of. Nobody knows the back end mm-hmm. of it except for them. And there, there's easily that chance for manipulation there. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, let's see. Um... I think those were like kind of the big quotes. Yeah. Like my main concern being, um, and that's a really good point uh, on if things are getting tweaked and stuff like that, who is verifying that? Like we mm-hmm. probably need some sort of third regulatory body regardless. Now it does. I, I think regardless of if they display it, there has to be a body that gets in, checks the software says, this is it. Mm-hmm. If we, if we come and do an audit, and see the change logs and this is in anything here you know you guys are in deep shit yeah yeah um i think that needs to be a big thing another problem that like we haven't really talked about in terms of loot boxes it, uh in video games and stuff like that is if and epic is currently getting in some trouble for it too is if you're putting your credit card information into these game into these gaming companies websites mm-hmm. um there's no guarantee that it's safe wow uh, oh, yeah. epic and there's currently a class action lawsuit that's getting uh, passed through the courts uh, against Epic Games for this exact reason that they uh, actually the 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 class action um, claims that uh, Epic Games never properly notified um, anyone whose information was uh, exposed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are kind of like the big things that I thought were. Uh, that I thought were kind of important to the story. The mm-hmm. fact that the hardware manufacturers are saying anyone that's going to be on our platform needs to disclose rates. Um, I mm-hmm. think them all coming out, which is very strange. This is not the first time that we've seen Sony, Microsoft and um, Nintendo all come out with a joint statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. This is the second time this year at the very least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah and then the idea that this is um some sort of fun experience that they're putting together i don't think anyone really buys no um Mm. i certainly don't buy it and then yeah the the fixed odds situation too or the idea Mm -hmm. that how do we know who's verifying that the odds are what they say they are and i think it's a very valid point and uh that just thinking about that you know um it leads me towards yeah maybe we should have maybe throw this under the gaming commission Mm -hmm. um if you're if you're going to be offering some sort of gambling or gambling like feature 
Mm-hmm. You, then, you should be able to regulate it. Yeah, you, people should be able to see change logs um, and independent users. I mean, fuck. If if we don't want to d- give it to the government, then the then you need to provide the code. You need to yeah. allow people mm-hmm. to see the change logs. Yeah. Um, so independent journalists or independent software uh, professionals can go and verify percentage rates. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see people that, so maybe there's a little bit more. I could see Loopbox, if this becomes a thing, maybe Loopbox could go away um, because um, they may not want people to see their codes and maybe see how they do their odds and they might mm-hmm. find a way. I, I never doubt like a company's ability to find a way around um, regulations and things like that because, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if they if they like this and it brings in a, a good portion of the revenue, they they don't they don't want it to go away. So they, they they might try to do like a loophole or something like that. And again, it, it's it's a matter of how do we regulate? I mean, I guess ultimately, how do we you know how do we go about doing this? How do we go so that the 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 companies can still make money, mm-hmm. but not be hindering, um, you know, hindering or taking taking advantage of people yeah and i i feel like there are examples of course where like they have done self-regulation right i think one of the ones if i'm remembering correctly overwatch actually does some decent self-regulation on its loot box system um where they actually have i believe they have the exact percentages out as well as there's an acknowledgement of if it's something you've already won they try to like remove that not necessarily remove it but they lower the percentage chance that you get that from the particular loot pool so you're always still getting a reward like that's that's yeah. one of the few cases where I see loot boxes is not a particular issue. Even when you get something that's not worth something, you still get a value. Yeah. Like you still yeah. get something regardless. Um, but that being said, yeah, there, there's a lot of issues. Like there's a lot of cases where that's just not a thing. Self-regulation has been tried and true for a good 90% of the cases to not exist. Like it's not right. even a thing whatsoever. Um, right. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's particular. I, I feel bad for like the companies that do it okay. Like I feel personally, Overwatch does it fine. It's a game that's not even mm. relatively super expensive. And like you get loot boxes extremely easily. Like it takes yeah. almost no time at all. I can bust out like five games and then I got a box. Um yeah. and like if I choose to throw money at it, sure, I guess. I know what I'm paying for. If I like go do even a basic check, I know exactly the percentage rates. Um, and things like that. And like at worst case scenario, I still get something. Like I get something of value. It's not like I get yeah. something I've already gotten twenty times. But uh but yeah, I don't know. That that's just kind of my case. I feel particularly bad for like the companies that do it somewhat right, but at the same time, it's so blatantly obvious that like yeah. there needs to be some sort of third party regulation. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that, that there there does need to be some type of, of regulation going in because, unfortunately, I, I think people aren't going to be able to, to, to be like, OK, this isn't great. And like people buy into the, the loot boxes because it's like, oh, it's, it's it, yeah. it hits that addiction. It hits that yeah. whatever need to gamble, because, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I go to a casino, I have a set amount of money that I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm okay with losing. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with it. And, you know, I, I'm okay with it. There's people out there yeah. that just don't have that. They're just like, I can win. I can win. And I can win. And I think it's a lot more people nowadays that have that because of mm-hmm. loot box. And 
they're starting the kids young. So yeah, there, yep. there should definitely be some type of, of regulation there so that we don't have like, I guess, addiction, uh, a gambling addiction for uh, games, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that's something we even talked about like in the past. We're like, yes, obviously the big, big proponent is children. Like, yeah. that's what every law is going to go after because yeah. that's what people care about. People care about yeah. kids and people care about like that thing in particular. Kids are not yeah. o- only victim there. There's gambling no. addiction is a huge thing throughout the world. And like oh, yeah. this, while some people might not consider it gambling, it still like focuses on the exact same proponents of gambling. Yeah. That addiction still is very clear. I've known friends who have spent multiple hundreds of dollars going through this sort of thing and yeah. then get nothing in return. I've seen some yeah. friends like buy like three boxes and they get like a $200 knife from CSGO. I've seen that as well. But like, that's such a rare like possibility in the first place that like, that's almost null and void. Like, in the grand scheme of things. I don't know. I feel like there needs to be at least something in particular there for that explicitly. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, just looking at the clock here. um, Let's go ahead and get some final thoughts um, on, on the FTC loot box thing. Um, Because we're starting to run a little long here. (laughs) Boxes are dumb. I prefer crates. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I think think ultimately, don't buy into that shit. Like, Mm -hmm. it's literally, I I think it's worthless crap that you're getting. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, doesn't add really much to the experience of the game. So don't don't fight it man fight the power don't don't give into it if you like a game just pay the 60 bucks and be done with it <laughs> that's that's all oh, i have to man. say cool uh my final thoughts are yeah we do definitely do need to talk about how we are verifying the uh win rates um and uh yeah that's basically it i think uh, <laughs> A lot of these problems we need to solve one step at a time and if mm-hmm. if we're going to allow it then we need to fully think out how we're going to um, regulate it, ensure that it's regulated. Um, anything else before we start uh, closing out the show, guys? No, I think that about covers it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Normal. Yes. Go on ahead and tell the kind folks who might have joined us midstream. Sure. Um, where people can find you and what they're going to find when they get there. Sure. So I'm normal. Um, my name is Peter. Um, I'm a streamer. I'm a variety streamer that goes by normal two, two, five. I play a variety of different games. I've played from PUBG all the way up to, uh, uh, recently daisy um i you can find me at um twitch uh twitch.tv slash normal 225 uh, you can also find me on twitter which is normal plays game um i play a lot of different games i've been doing this for two years and i am loud obnoxious and i play all sorts of games so i think i've repeated myself enough so there we go <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh ryan what's coming up on your channel so Big Pogs, we finally, after like two months, we finished two runs, level 1 to 80, through Borderlands. And holy mother of God, those were the longest grinds of a game I've ever seen in my life. But we're finally done. We're finally finished with it. Now, basically, um, we're going to have a little reprieve where I have a straw poll in my Discord, um, where we are actually voting of what I'm going to be playing for about a week. And then after that, we're going to be starting a randomizer run. It's going to be a full randomizer run of Borderlands 2. It's not going to be the entire game. It's not going to be levels 1 to 80 again because i can't handle it that's way too much for me that's so much but we're gonna be doing a normal playthrough run a completely randomized enemies 
I can quite literally at the very start of the game just get absolutely dicked by a raid boss. I It happened when I was testing it. As a matter of fact, it was horrible. But we'll see what happens. Completely random weapons, completely random enemies, completely random everything. So, yeah, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions with two Z's because I'm dumb and I can't spell my name. Um, <laughs> and you can find me at Twitter, I guess. And I also have an Instagram. It's all under the same name. You'll find me. I bet. I believe it. <laughs> All right. Um, coming up on my channel, uh, probably Insurgency Sandstorm or Minecraft. Um, we have been talking about uh, um, doing another Deceit Night. Um, we had a very successful one uh, a couple weeks ago. So we're talking about uh, organizing another uh, Deceit Night. Um, other than that, not much else for content. I do want to announce real quick that there is a uh, content creators meetup for Iowa that I am helping to organize. It is in Waterloo, Iowa at Spicoli's Reverb. Uh, so if you guys live in Iowa and you're a podcaster, YouTuber, uh, streamer on any platform, a blogger, come on over to Spicoli's on September 8th. Um, come talk to me, have a beer. We can, you know, talk and link up all the fun shit that happens at these kind of events. Um, Bef let's see uh the podcast can be found on a variety of platforms if you guys are in the chat you can see i uh put some of the platforms in there you guys can find us on apple Podcasts. you can find us on spotify and on TuneIn, as well as youtube uh we would appreciate uh you guys connecting with us on twitter at ntn pod um if you guys really enjoyed the show um please uh tell a friend or give us a rating and review on the po uh, platform of your choice um other than that i did want to mention once again guys go check out budget arcade uh, a bunch of really cool awesome dudes they do deep dives on free-to-play games uh they're found on all the platforms that we're found on and probably more uh so go check out budget arcade and a big thank you to the love that they've uh, shown us the last uh little while yeah anything else guys no that about covers that no yeah i believe so all right well until next week guys bye bye everybody bye. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed what you heard, please help support the show by giving us a rating and review on the platform of your choice. And we hope to have you join next week.